Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. There was a famine in the land. The sons of Jacob had to go down to Egypt to find food. They discovered their missing brother, Joseph, was actually, actually ruling over the land. He made a place for them. He invited them in. They did very well. They prospered, they increased, they became uh, so successful that eventually the Egyptians became jealous of them and enslaved them. And uh, God appointed Moses to go down and confront Pharaoh. Um, And uh, Pharaoh refused to let the people go, so God sent ten plagues to systematically destroy the nation of Egypt. Uh, finally, Pharaoh let the people go. Uh, they went out into the desert. Pharaoh had uh, second thoughts. He chased them with his army. Uh, God split the sea for them to go through, and the waters crashed down upon the uh, Egyptians, destroyed them, and left the Jews free to travel through the desert, eventually to come to their new home in the land of Israel. It is, it is an amazing story. No wonder they, they've made several books and a couple movies about this. Uh, we've got Rabbi Yadis at Goldson with us today. Um, are there any details of the story that most people don't know or understand? Absolutely. Uh, the, the Talmudic record, which is was, uh, essentially the oral tradition that accompanies Scripture, uh, fills in a lot of details that are either hard to see um, or um, or not uh, not not remembered from from the narrative itself. Um, it wasn't just a, a physical enslavement. There was, a, there was an agenda here to destroy the Jewish people. And in fact, what, what Pharaoh did was he made the Jews build cities without foundations. Uh, so even while they were building them, they knew that eventually they were going to collapse. It's kind of funny because the, the archaeologists say they can't find any um, archaeological evidence of anything the Jews built in Egypt. Well, if they would go look in the writings of 2,000 years ago, they would see that that fits perfectly with with our record. Uh, Pharaoh was was launching a or, or waging a campaign of psychological warfare to break the Jews in spirit. You see it also when he tells them they have to collect straw to make bricks. Uh, he made them do two or three times the amount of work for the same result. Why didn't he just tell them they have to make three times as many bricks? Because again, he wanted to crush them, uh, to break their spirit so that they would have no thought of, of retaining an identity as a separate people. We also know that, uh, that Pharaoh hardened his heart, but if you read scripture carefully, um, we know that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but if you read scripture carefully, it says that Pharaoh hardened his own heart first. And it was only after the first several plagues that God then intervened as if to say, you've made the choice to go this far, I'm going to uh, make sure you go all the way to the end. Wow. Uh, One other point that's important, actually a couple more points that are important. One is that the hard labor stopped halfway through. So about uh, midway through the plagues, which extended, there was a month uh, for each plague, a week of a plague, then three weeks 
in between for the Egyptians to think about it. So it was almost a full year, and midway through, the hard labor stopped. And what's really, really fascinating, the sages tell us that 80% of the Jews actually didn't want to leave Egypt. That, uh, that in those few months of not having to work, they got so comfortable living in, living in Egypt that even though they had been enslaved there for 210 years, in just a few months their whole mindset changed and they didn't want to go out into the desert uh, to, to accept upon themselves a higher purpose. Hmm. I'll tell you, I learned so much talking to you, Rabbi. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> We've got Rabbi Yadison Goldson with us today, 28 minutes after the hour. Tony Cotillo coming up here in a few moments, and uh, our good friend Richard Kurtz to round out the bottom of our hour number one here on our uh, regular Friday. Every 15 minutes, we talk to a different uh, regular correspondent here on our broadcast. And right now, Rabbi Yadison Goldson with his latest book, Proverbial Beauty. It's now available. Available and talking today, Passover and the true meaning of freedom. Um, why do they say we don't really understand what freedom means? One of the big mistakes we make is that we see freedom as a goal. And traditionally, freedom has been understood as an opportunity. If you think about it in, in, uh, in concrete terms, if you have absolute freedom, no rules, no limits. There's a word for that. It's called anarchy. <laughs> yes, that's what I was waiting on you to say. Well, you know, I, I want to be free, right? I don't want to stop for red lights. I don't want to drive on the right-hand side of the road. I don't want to pay my taxes. I don't want to, right? It's, you, you, have, you have absolute chaos. So we all understand implicitly that we have to give up a certain amount of freedom if we're going to enjoy greater freedoms. And on a larger scale, freedom is the opportunity for us to accomplish something. What sets human beings apart from animals is that we aspire to be more than what we are. We aspire to change the world, we hope, in a positive way. And freedom is the means to do that. So when we start to value freedom as a goal, then we forget that we have higher goals. We end up using freedom just to, to serve ourselves and then what happens is we become slaves to our own desires. If a person is, is a chain smoker, if he's an alcoholic, if he's a drug addict, if he's a workaholic, uh, if he's addicted to, to online pornography, I mean, these are, these are um, uh, obsessions. When we stop having control over ourselves, we really do become enslaved by our passions. This is something Edmund Burke talked about you know, a couple of hundred years ago that if you have unrestricted freedom, he said people become, uh, their freedom becomes, uh, their freedom becomes fetters for them. Their impulse becomes, uh, impulses become fetters for them, chains to, to bind them and keep them from accomplishing anything meaningful with their lives. We've got Rabbi Yadis and Golson with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone talking a little bit about uh, all sorts of different things today, but we're chatting about Passover and the true meaning of freedom. And uh, are people sometimes frightened by freedom, Rabbi? Oh, I think so, uh, because really, as we've just explained, freedom means responsibility. And responsibility, when you really look at what it means to be a responsible person, uh, it's a heavy load. Um, you, you look at what happens when people want to be free from responsibility, 
And if you can imagine such a thing, you end up with politicians who promise that they're going to take care of everything. They're going to fix all our problems. They're going to redistribute the wealth. They're, they're going to cure all of our ills. Just trust them, <laughs> and they will fix everything for us. All of it. Uh, why, why are these messages so attractive? Because it doesn't matter how many times we've heard the same stuff, and we know it's not going to work because it never has. <laughs> but that promise that someone else will take over and make things work is just so seductive when really what we need to do, we need leaders who are going to inspire us to be responsible for ourselves. I mean, you know, we still talk about John F. Kennedy's ringing words, you know, ask not what your country can do for you. Can you imagine if a president said that now? <laughs> He'd yes. be booed off the stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he would be. We've got Rabbi Giannis and Goldson with us today. Proverbial beauty is now available. Giannisandgoldson.com. Um, the New Testament teaches that the truth will set you free. Do you agree with this, my friend? Well, as, as a good Jew, uh, one of our favorite answers is yes and no. Um, <laughs> you know, yes, because knowledge is power. We can't make intelligent decisions unless we know the truth. The people who are deluded, people who are misguided, people who are mistaken, um, they make their decisions based on misconceptions, and therefore they're not free to make good choices because they don't have the information they need. So absolutely, the truth sets you free. But there's an interesting counterpoint to that. The more you know, the more obvious choices become, and then the less options one appears to have. For instance, if you're walking down the train tracks and you see a train coming at you, you don't spend too much time debating your options. It's pretty clear that you have to get out of the way and off the tracks. So the more we understand, the more we see truth, the clearer things become, and really the, the, the less we do have to choose because, because the options become so obvious to us. Got Giannis and Goldson with us today, and as we wrap up here with you, my friend, uh, we're talking Passover and the true meaning of freedom as we wrap up here. We have more freedom than ever before. Why do we even need to talk about being free? Well, because freedom is, as we said, it's, it's hard work, uh, and, it, and it's important to remember the difference between service and slavery, which actually have the same word in Hebrew for both. Uh, because a person can be enslaved by another master, or he can submit himself in service to a master. And really, that's uh, when we think about our leaders. They're supposed to be called public servants, and they're supposed to perform public service. They're really not supposed to be leaders in the sense that, as we said, they take control, but rather they are supposed to guide the nation in being responsible for itself. So uh, freedom, too much freedom is is a dangerous thing. And and if we don't appreciate how valuable it is and how hard we have to work to protect it, then we become very much in danger of losing it. Well, Rabbi, I always appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for being with us today, and have a happy Friday, my friend. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. We're going to take a time out and come back with Tony Cotillo on the way here on the big broadcast.
the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.